We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Well, hello, hello, hello. It is Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach, and I'm proud to announce that I have won the Iowa caucus. Thank you very much for voting for me. I didn't spend much time there. I don't even know how to caucus. I don't even know what a caucus is. But but I think I've got as good a chance of winning the, uh, the Iowa caucus as anybody else. So I'm claiming victory. See, we could have that here, Tony. Uh, you, me, and Buzzy, we could have our own caucus here and then uh, uh, send in the information so that we would win the Iowa caucus. Let's do it. How would you like to be the big broadcast networks and the, uh, uh, all of the TV people set up with all that equipment and ready to go and still no, no, no answer? I think this is just the beginning, Sandy. I think we are in for a train wreck of what, a, uh, what a election season. What a mess. I mean, think about it like this. They're already off to uh, New Hampshire because that's the next one. Right. So uh, forget forget about Iowa. Get on with New Hampshire. But every one of the candidates, I think everyone, all the ones I saw, declared victory. Now, remember, Why not? Yeah. Now, remember, uh, the newspaper there did not release the poll that they traditionally take uh, just a couple of days before uh, the actual uh, announcement. So they didn't release it. Something was wrong. I don't know what it was. I have no idea what it was. I don't know if there was any sinister motive or if it was just machinery or lack of machinery. Who knows? Who knows? It'll be interesting to uh, follow this up. We've learned uh, over the last uh, several years that we can't trust uh, anything and everything that is coming out, especially involving politics. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. The uh, the fake the fake news is one thing, uh, but not publishing the uh, the poll and then not having the results, something major is wrong. And here's the question. Is uh, the rig already being set up to get rid of Bernie? Are the Democrats rigging the uh, primary the only, again? The only thing I'm thinking of is if you are going to do something like that, you got to be better at it than this. Uh, you don't want it to be a big news story. You want it to happen when nobody realizes it happened. But you get the, you get the result you want, uh, but nobody thinks it's rigged. If, if we suddenly, if, if something strange happens now and we find out that a minor candidate just swept everybody else, it uh, might be something to, to look at and wonder uh, because uh, that's, uh, that's the way you would do it if you were going, if you were going to rig it. You'd, you'd do it subtly, not this, uh, not this overtly. Well, we've learned that the Democrats are very clumsy. 
uh, and we've learned that over uh, Kavanaugh uh, hearing. We learned that with uh, Russian collusion, and certainly with the, uh, the the latest, the impeachment. Yep, and so we'll see where that goes. When they do release it, we'll let you know. Uh, but the bottom line is, all the candidates that I've seen uh, have uh, have declared victory. And I, I think that how long did TV stay with it? I'm wondering. Was it the midnight, two in the morning? Were they uh, on it all night? I wonder. I've seen clips from somewhere after midnight Iowa time, so it would okay. be past one our time. I mean, there were certain places where they were getting kicked out because time was up. They had to get ready for the next day. You know what's funny is I heard one of the reports say the janitorial staff kicked them out. <laughs> what, I have to clean the floor? <laughs> yes, your candidate cleaned the floor at Iowa. Literally, they were there much too late. All right, when we come back, I'm going to talk about Rush Limbaugh. And I'm going to talk about the effects of Rush Limbaugh on News Radio 930 WBEN. Okay, yesterday, after I got off the air, I was, uh, I was doing some errands, running around here, there, and everywhere. And uh, when I would uh, get in the truck, I would have the radio on. But obviously, when you're not in the truck, you, you're kind of like out of touch. So my, my timing was uh, almost exact that uh, I got out of uh, the last errand that I had to do for the day at 3 o'clock. So I turned on to see what Bowerly was doing for a subject, as I do most every day. And uh, he started talking about Rush Limbaugh. I had not heard the end of I heard the beginning of Rush Limbaugh, but I had not heard the end of it in which Rush says that he has advanced lung cancer. I was shocked then, and I'm still shocked. I'm, I'm more shocked than I was then, even. It was, I was a little numb then. Um, and uh, first of all, it's, uh, the, the physician, the surgeon from Roswell, said that a lot of uh, major changes have been made, a lot of advances in the treatment of lung cancer. Rush didn't say um, where he was going and uh, how he was going to be treated. There's different ways. I'm no doctor, but there's different opportunities depending on the patient and how far it had, uh, uh, had spread. So uh, let us hope for the best. It's not always a dire, dire uh, prediction. I, I know a friend who was, um, uh, who was uh, diagnosed for the first time with a stage four, and uh, this friend was diagnosed when I first came back to Buffalo, which was 23 years ago. And he's still here. He's still here, very productive, very normal. So uh, let's uh, hope for the best. Let's pray for the best. But I also want to address something else. You know, uh, I've said before, uh, when you think what happens is if somebody you admire or you like uh, has a uh, severe health problem, you kind of you kind of start thinking back and, and running through things that go through your mind regarding that. And one of the things that happens is when you lose a family member, certainly, you start reviewing the uh, the behavior, uh, the uh, the the conversations, the good times, the occasional bad times. But you review it all, and uh, one thing you learn is that things that you thought were very very important in your life just diminish uh, at the uh, loss of a loved one. I've been through it several times, okay? It is, it is something that is remarkably uh, dangerous for your psyche because you're, you're, you're liable to just lose it all. But one of the things 
that you do, I think you do find, is the things that were important to you before this prognosis or things that were important to you before uh, a loss of a loved one suddenly weren't important at all. And you think, the things that I used to sweat out, the things that I used to care about uh, greatly, that it's very important that this happen or not happen, uh, don't matter. They just don't matter anymore. And that's what you'll find when you lose a loved one. But apparently that is not true in the sewer called the Internet. Now, I, I don't, I don't uh, cruise the Internet for a good reason. I, I, I just don't think it's, it's important enough for me to waste my time with it. But we've always had critics, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if you don't like Rush Limbaugh's politics, you don't have to. If you want to be critical of Rush Limbaugh's um, politics, you can. That's accepted. But what's not accepted is getting online and acting like a pig. And that's what's happening to a lot of people. A lot of people actually cheering the news that he has advanced um, uh, stage 4 cancer. That is beyond my comprehension. I cannot believe how low some people would go in the name of their political affiliation who they like, who they don't like. What the hell is wrong with you? That's the only thing I can ask. Uh, when you do lose a loved one, I hope, you, I hope you treat them better than you treat Rush Limbaugh. So I was, I was shocked to, to, uh, to hear the, uh, the news that he's ill. I was even more shocked for the reaction. Did I expect it? No, I didn't expect it. And I don't want to have been in a position to expect it. What the hell's happened to our country that we would take a man's political position and cheer upon uh, news that he has cancer? How do, you get, how do you justify that in your pea brain little head? Because I can't understand it. Tony, you didn't read any of that either, did you? Jeannie told me yesterday, uh, you know, I'm very busy when I get out of here at 2.30, so I'm not here for the end of Russia's show. I have to pick up the kids, get dinner ready, shopping, the whole nine yards. So Jeannie called me and told me the news, and I was devastated. And then later on, she asked me, well, uh, you know, did you go and check uh, online? I said, no, I am not going to check Twitter or Facebook tonight because I know that there's going to be vile comments about Rush, and I don't want to see it, especially from anyone that I know, because we would be done at that point. Instantly. Instantly. And we're not going to repeat anything that's online like that. Well, I'm not even going to repeat it once to show you how vile it is. Uh, Mr. Beamer, you were, because you you're the first one in, uh, in the morning, and uh, you, you follow everything that's going on. Uh, were you surprised? Were you not surprised? I mean, we know that there's some vile people out there, but to that extreme, I, I wasn't sure I was ready to accept that. Yeah, you know, the sad thing is, Sandy, uh, I'm still in shock, as you said, over the news uh, that Rush gave yesterday. But you know what? The way social media is this, these days, I should have been like Tony. I should have just not gone on and purposely looked at, at Rush Limbaugh tweets on Twitter. But I did. And it's just, it's disgusting. And disclaimer, if this was somebody on the left side of the aisle, oh, I'd be saying the same thing. Imagine imagine if somebody said those things about, say, President Obama. Right. 
you would be run out of the country. But I'd be saying the same thing I'm saying now. Yeah. It's disgusting. Me too. It, it, it's disgusting. No, someone's, and we say this about entertainment, but it definitely should be something like this. Someone facing cancer. Uh, Rick Wilson, who has been a, a, a very uh, anti-Trump guy, has gone after Rush. He even said, you don't want to wish cancer on, on your anybody. worst enemy. Now, let me ask you guys a question, because it's not today's show, by the way. I'm just asking the question, have we always been like this? Or is it just because we have the Internet now, we know what we're like? Have we always, uh, we didn't have a place to do it. Now we have a place to do it, and it seems a lot of people are doing it. Have I think you just hit on it right there. Yeah. I think uh, it, you know, it's always been there, but for some reason Twitter or Facebook allows you to bring your dark side out and promote it and parade it in front of everyone. Well, you see, to me, I, uh, when I uh, think in extremes, I would say uh, Ku Klux Klan, uh, things like that, okay? But I don't expect what I would call normal, regular people who have their ups and downs, they accept so much, they reject so much, to be like that uh, at, the, at, at a time when somebody announces that they have uh, advanced lung cancer. Now, Rush could live uh, many, 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 many years from now. Uh, there are people with that. But the, the scary words are advanced in lung cancer because he was a smoker. But to, to, to kind of celebrate that, I don't, I don't know what, what kind of uh, people have for a, a norm because that's not normal. It, it's disgusting. And, Sandy, it, again, we have to stop looking at people's politics because that was liberals going after Rush Limbaugh yesterday. But you know what disgusts me? The same is conservatives that were saying how they were happy Jerry Nadler had to leave because his wife is sick. That's oh, just no. as disgusting. And to see it happen on both sides of the aisle, it really, you know, and I kind of think that it's always been there, unfortunately, with some people, and now it's just exposed on social media. It. Yeah, they have a place to do it. They couldn't do it anywhere before. Where were they going to do it? No, just amongst their friends yeah. if they were, they were talking, so if they even felt brave enough to do that. Now they get on the, any kind of machine that will take them to the Internet, and spout, spout their garbage, and that must make them feel all right. The and keyboard warriors, that's what we call them. There's a couple of people whose names I know, because I know them, all right, who have written stuff like this. As far as I'm concerned, they don't exist anymore. I, I can't be in the same universe with that. I just no. can't. I cannot and will not do it. It's disgusting. It, it is. It, it truly is. But I want you guys to promise something. When I finally go, anybody writes that stuff, go get them. You have my permission. <laughs> you don't call me Billy Jack for any reason. Exactly. You can go so far, and then all of a sudden, you look like you could still play. I've been known to snap. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, today, we're, uh, we're, not, uh, we're not going to discuss what we just discussed. What we are going to discuss is uh, Iowa. See, I, Iowa is known for what? Uh, hogs and uh, probably corn and things like that. Uh, but this is their show business turn is when they do the Iowa caucus. Well, they did it, but nobody knows how it, how it turned out because something happened. Not only uh, was the newspaper poll not published, it was polled. That's unheard of. Uh, something's wrong there. And then they couldn't get the uh, numbers in for the actual voting. Something's wrong there. So I'm asking, should the privilege of being first be removed from Iowa and placed in New York? I'll tell you why I'd like to see it in New York. 
We come back on News Radio 930 WBES. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And we are back with uh, Beach and Company. I'm Sandy Beach. Got the question, did uh, Iowa blow it? I never could understand the caucuses anyway, and I guess each state has their own thing, and that's the way that is. Uh, but to think you you, uh, you hang around in small groups and, uh, and you discuss the candidates. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, uh, but beyond that, it seems I, would, I was expecting Abraham Lincoln to show up. Some guy comes in to vote wearing a big stovepipe hat and because uh, that's what it seems like. It seems like, you know, uh, it seems like the time of Abraham Lincoln. It doesn't seem very modern. Uh, and uh, But they get all of the attention. And because of that, uh, first of all, I think this is severely going to damage. And here's a question. Here's a question. You know, there was a Republican caucus, too, in which some minor guy was running against Trump. Trump got to 97% of the vote. How, but the question isn't that, because you'd expect them to. The question is, how come they can report it and did report it and the Democrats didn't? What do you guys think? Doesn't that seem strange to you that the Republican caucus, even though it's probably smaller, uh, showed up and they, got, they voted and they got it registered and people know what it is? And the Democrats know. First of all, it's amazing that that many people showed up uh, for Trump, considering that he was unopposed. But as I said earlier, I've gotten to the point where I don't, I'm not, I don't trust the election. I don't trust the process. I should say, especially when you're talking about the Democrats. We learned in 2016 how they uh, they put the kibosh on Bernie uh, through the emails that were released uh, thanks yeah, to Julian Assange uh, and things like that. So a severe distrust for the Democrats and their process. And who was working against them? Hillary Clinton. Hillary. Shock. She seems to be uh, she seems to be at the bottom of the pile all the time. And who's talking about getting back in the race? Yeah, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Sure. Uh, what do you, What do you? Whoops! Drop my pen here, right there. No wonder I go home sometimes looking like a skeleton. I got the pen marks all over. <laughs> all right. Basically, how come the Democrats couldn't get it done if the Republicans did in the same state? Well, I mean, it seems the Democrats tried something new this year, and if we know anything about apps. 
and how they can fail, how they need updates. I mean, think about every time you sign on to a Wi-Fi network, your app, half of your apps have to uh, re-update. So it looks like Republicans stuck with the old-fashioned. Now, let's be fair. It looks like only around 33,000 in the entire state turned out to caucus uh, if you add the four candidates together. Uh, so obviously a, a few more working with the Democrats, but you know what part I like the best uh, when the town crier said, "Hear ye, hear ye, we do not have the results." Hear ye, and and clangs the bell. That's the best part. Yeah, I, but it looks like they tried to, uh, as you said, something that's not so modern, add new technology to it, and it Didn't failed work. miserably. Well, that's not good. So my question is, should New York State? be the first to vote in the primary of voting. I say yes, and I'll tell you why. Yes, okay. Despite the fact that as a state we suck, we are still a major player nationally. Whatever got you to come to that conclusion? Yeah, I know that. I see. I, I live it every day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we do suck, but we're still an important player. New York City is still the universe. So the bottom line is I think we should. We're the largest media center in the uh, probably in in the definitely in this country and maybe in the world so we should be here why do i want it here i want it here because it would be a tremendous uh, economic boost we would get uh, the candidates actually coming into our state spending money to advertise and we would see them live and in person we'd probably have some debate here in buffalo who knows uh, new york city for sure uh, and uh, we, we've got the uh, ability to handle it, and I think we could turn out the vote. So we would be the center of attention for those prior months. We would get all of the money. We'd get the candidates, which is important. When's the last time we saw a presidential candidate come into this uh, state except for a fundraiser? It's almost never because this state is a guaranteed uh, uh, democratic state. Uh, there's not gonna, I mean, I hope it would change, but I wouldn't count on it anytime soon. You guys think we should have be the first or not? What do you I think? would love to see it. I think it would be great. I think that every primary should be on the same day, just like the election. I hate this drawn-out process. I, I like what you're saying. Uh, it, it would be very difficult. You know why? Because they would have to buy national spots, all of them. Right now, they buy local or regional spots, depending on where they are and what they're trying to do. But they'd have to buy national spots. It's like the difference in the Super Bowl we just had. If you're going to buy one that's in the second quarter, uh, that's different than a, a, a pre-pre-game or a post-post game. Uh, it's, it uh, has lesser uh, uh, tune-in, whatever, so the spots cost less. I think it would be the same thing with them. Uh, even though they raise a lot of money, uh, the cost of advertising, you re- you're reaching more people, but you're paying a lot more money. Uh, oh, definitely. So, you, you, uh, so both of us, we, you think it should be changed totally. Yes. But Tony and I just are feeling that uh, we should be first. And, and there should be no caucuses. It's a primary. It's, you know, on Election Day, we all have the same kind of election. Yes, the down ballot races may be different per state, but we all fill out a ballot the same way on Election Day. Have you ever noticed uh, the incongruity of this? When we go in to vote, everything's secret. It's secret here. 
Put that piece of cardboard over there so nobody can see how you vote. <laughs> okay, here, put your put your shoulders out. Put the pen in your hand and kind of hunch over. Uh, look over your shoulder. Is anybody watching you vote? You're not supposed to ask anybody how they voted. Now you go to Iowa. Let's sit around in a circle and talk about it. Huh? Doesn't that seem a little different than anything you've ever been taught about voting? About the secrecy part of voting? Well, with the caucus, it's more difficult for the Russians to influence the election. At least with ours, you know, they can join me in the booth and make my choice for me. Well, if you see them uh, in the circle uh, eating borscht, and and they say it's a borscht break, then you'll know that the Russians have gotten into Iowa. See, that's the thing. All right, when we come back, we want to hear it from you. Uh, We would like to hear from you. Should New York be the first in primary voting, yes or no? And uh, that's that. 803-0930-1-800-616-9236-930. I have one question which I've already presented and another question which we'll probably can work both sides of the street on, okay? Uh, First of all, should New York be first in primary voting? We are the media center of the country. We've got a great deal of population, uh, those who haven't gone to Florida yet. And I think that we would, uh, we would love to have the revenue of a political uh, presidential campaign. With the ad- We get to see the advertising, too. You know, right now, every once in a while, as they go down the campaign trail toward the White House, they'll be talking about some spot that either was great or was terrible, and we never saw it, so we can't even get involved. It's almost like we're just observers because they know that we're gonna, we are a blue state. We're going to stay a blue state. They don't bother advertising. They know that as long as we have a, a New York City, we'll be blue. And that's it. So I'd like to see the commercials. I'd like to see the candidates, candidates traveling through our, our towns and villages. And I think it would be a good thing. I think we could do a better job than Iowa, for one thing. So that's it. That's the first question. Second question I just came up with because I think it's a good one. Now, because I know my audience, we got a lot of um, Republicans, but we also have a lot of Democrats, too, who either just put up with it or just like the show. I'm not really sure. They should like the show. What Dem are you rooting for? Now, this can go both ways. Maybe if you are a Dem... You're going to pick the Dem that you think has the best chance to beat the president. If you're a Republican and you want to stay a Republican, you're rooting for the Dem that you think would be the easiest to pick off, the bird on the wire with a BB gun, okay? Uh, so I, I, I'm going to take, uh, let's see, I'll do the first one. Uh, oh No, I don't want to do the first one. You guys can do, do the first one. You can t- <laughs> tell me which side of the fence you're on. Because you either got to root for somebody that we can beat or somebody uh, that uh, is is uh, not going to win. Okay, what do you think? Well, first of all, there's not a single candidate uh, that's currently running that can touch Trump or even come close to him. You know what? Those polls that they show us, here's the seven candidates left in the poll show. They can all beat Donald Trump. What kind of crap is that? Polls go right along the line of fake news. Uh, yeah. You can't trust it anymore. All right. So, uh, okay, which side of the uh, uh, aisle you want to be on? Well, obviously, I'm a, a Republican. Okay. And, but, but you want to pick somebody that that we can beat? Well, I'm going to go with who I think would be the most fun to beat, and that would probably be, oh, you know what? I'm going to say Bernie Sanders because I would love to see socialism beaten down and buried. All right. How about you, Buzzy? 
I, uh, well, I'm obviously on the right side. I'm, I'm going to be a Trump supporter unless he does something completely outrageous yeah. between now and November. Okay. Um, and I want to tell you who I think he'll run against because I don't think the DNC learned its lesson from rigging it in 2016. And we're seeing that now. Uh, to me, this is a little too much. Not one of the apps worked. Not one precinct got re, uh, reported. Something's fishy about that. So I think it's going to be the obvious Trump versus Biden because the DNC is worried that if they let their voters pick, it'll be like when the Republicans let their voters pick. And remember, they look at Trump as something bad, not something good. Well, that's true. And they didn't think Trump had a chance. Don't forget, the left still believes that he colluded with Russia. Yeah, they still do. They're they still, still hanging on to do. That. I see it on uh, social media every day. He's guilty. Every time he opens his mouth, it's a lie. You're not going to convince any liberal to think otherwise. They're right. stuck with where they are. All right, if I have stuck to pick, on stupid, if I have to pick somebody to run against uh, Donald Trump, and I, I I'm going to pick the one that I think would be the easiest one to beat. Okay, and that I think is Bernie Sanders. I think I I think Trump would pick off Bernie Sanders just like nothing. I really truly do because the things he wants to do go to any business class. I don't care if it's in high school, it's college, whatever. They tell you that when you set a goal, uh, the only way to set a goal is to set a goal that's achievable, something that you can really achieve. Now it's a goal; it's in the distance. You got to work hard for it. You maybe need a little bit of luck, and who knows what else. You need a leprechaun on your shoulder, but it's achievable. It could happen, all right? I don't think there's a chance that Bernie Sanders could be elected as, as president of this country simply because his goals are not achievable. It's Shangri-La, for crying out loud. We can't afford that. We can't, we can't pay for everybody's college tuition uh, and uh, college debt. We can't do it. We don't have that kind of money. We can't do the things he wants to do. Uh, and uh, so I think that if you get to Rioville, he's so far out of Rioville, he can't see it from there. Uh, so I think in the first debate, it would be uh, basically up. And Bernie, you know, we worry about Trump saying anything at any time. Can you imagine a debate with those two guys? Trump and well, guy with that philosophy, you can throw Biden in there too, yeah, because he's liable to say anything. Yeah, uh, Biden's a quote machine, no question about that. I think Biden would have the best chance so far that we know. I think he would have the best chance to win, but I don't think he can win either. I think he's uh, lost because of the Ukraine deal. I think a lot of people looking at him. Yeah, Whoa, say that's a little, uh, little out there. Here's why I don't think uh, Biden. Yes, it'll be close because he's likable, and Democrats vote with their feelings more than they vote on actual getting things done. But Biden, unlike Trump, Trump says something wrong, he just ignores it. He doesn't give in to pressure. Every gaffe Biden makes, if it's just him versus Trump, yeah. he'll spend half his campaign apologizing. That's true. That's true. So we want to hear from you. Should New York be the first primary voting state? That's the first one. And which Democrat are you rooting for? You're either rooting for them because you think they can win and you're a Democrat, or you're rooting for them because you think they're an easy loss if you're a Republican. 803-0930-1800-616-9236-STAR-930. Star 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.